Hi, my name is Dr. Annie Ranking, and I am a Family Resource Specialist at StarNet Regions 1 and 3. Today, I will be talking to you about building essential toolkits for novice teachers, early childhood and early childhood special education teachers. I originally planned and presented this for the Division of Early Childhood many years ago, and I thought this would be something great to share with all of you. So even if you are not a novice teacher in your first few years, this is the episode for you. This is something that can help you build your essential toolkits in an ever-changing educational outlook. So to begin, beginning teachers are often overwhelmed in the first few years as to what their classrooms, quote, should have in order to provide essential teaching and implementation of material. But today in this episode, I'm going to outline a toolkit for first year teachers and or veteran teachers entering an early childhood special education classroom for the first time or maybe returning after many years absent. So what I'm presenting today is what I like to call the quote, essential toolkit. The first area is collaboration. The second is assessment. And the final one, number three, is the implementation of math, literacy, and science areas. Now, in this time of COVID, I am aware that many of us are not in our classrooms. But through this discussion today, we will be able to talk about this essential toolkit if we're in a classroom or if we have the opportunity to send materials home to our children. So by the end of this episode today, I'm hoping that you will be able to understand essential items for beginning classrooms, that you'll gain knowledge on how to use a small toolkit of items for several instructional methods in the classroom, and that you will be able to report an understanding of how to use and gather this toolkit. So first we need to remember collaboration, the first part of our toolkit. Collaboration is key to our success. We need to make sure that we are focused on the same goal, that we help students collaborate with each other, and that we truly understand what the sender and the receiver of communication is saying through all of the ways that we communicate, through the tone of our voice, through our body language, and through the words that we are saying. Now, in a virtual world, sometimes that is more difficult, but being able to pick up on those cues is essential because when our communication is tied off or no longer working, we are no longer able to provide that quality education for the children in our care. And so it's really important to understand that when we are providing information, it may go to the receiver as a scrambled message. And so we need to continue to reevaluate misconceptions, rethink how to give information so that is clear, specific, and to the point. 
So some ideas in our collaboration toolkit. Make sure that we are coming into every situation open-minded, that we truly have a shared goal and we are able to state that goal to center that in our communication, that we come with a listening ear, but we also have research or talking tips and a voice to share the research behind the strategies that you're deciding on for your children. The second part of our toolkit is assessment. We need to make sure that we have a plan for how we are assessing how our children are doing. Whether that is currently involving families since children are at home, having videotapes sent from when they're playing at home, or being able to see how your children are interacting when they're in your classroom. The key here is to have intentionality in your planning of assessment and to not feel as if you are overwhelmed and unknowing of how to gain information about your children, but have a plan in place and follow through with that plan. So some essential things in our assessment toolkit are to plan, to make sure that we communicate with the people that are part of our plan, to have or provide checklists, and to make sure we have very quality observations, whatever that may look like in person or virtual. And then the third part of our novice toolkit for teachers is the implementation of math, literacy, and science. Now through this portion, of this podcast, I'm going to be talking about the items or the materials or the manipulatives that can cross over between math, literacy, and science. There's no need to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars if you're a first-time early childhood teacher, but I'm going to give you some ideas on things that can cross many of the curriculum spectrum. So to start with our math implementation toolkit. There are four things that you need in this starter classroom manipulative toolkit. First, dominoes. That helps with subitizing, that helps with one-to-one -one correspondence, that helps with matching, especially if you get the dominoes that have both the numbers written on them and get the dominoes that have the dots on them along with various colors. You can then use them not only for numbers, but also for colors. The second thing in our manipulative math toolbox for a starter classroom is a deck of cards. The third are dice. And the final one is unifix cubes. With those four things, there are so many activities that you can do. In the description of this podcast, I will be linking documents to show you the specific activities that you can do with these toolboxes that I'm giving you. So with dominoes, the multicolored dominoes, you can do addition and subtraction. You can match the numbers. You can match the dots. With the multicolored dominoes, you can do sorting. 
with the multicolored dominoes, you can do one-to-one -one correspondence and matching. Many of the Illinois early childhood standards can be seen or taught through the use of the multicolored dominoes. With a deck of cards, you can use some of the activities with, that you would do with dominoes, but then also adding in the activity of greater than or less than, playing a game of war. You can also develop a number line and have students engage in more, less, putting them in order, and all of the other things that you can do with a number line. With the idea of dice, you can do many of the activities you would do with dominoes, many of the activities you would do with a deck of cards, but also adding in the concepts or activities of graphing. How many more, how many less? Starting to introduce the idea of 10 frames and bringing in the concepts of number talks. And finally, you can start measuring with the roll of a dice. Roll of five, take the unifix cubes and see what is that length. And then finally, unifix cubes. Many of the above activities that I've already described, you can use with unifix cubes. But the last two that I would add is talking about what is missing. You start with an amount, usually five or 10, as those are our anchor numbers. You show the student you have 10. Put them behind your back, break them apart, and show the student how many now while keeping some behind your back. Have the student tell you how many are behind your back and keep the game going. And finally, you can do patterns or matching with Unifix cubes. So in your starter, Manipulative Toolkit for Math, there are four things, and you can cover almost every single math standard. Then with literacy implementation, there are five items that I would say are essential to your toolkit. Quote, pointer fingers, such as those long witch fingers that come out at Halloween. Sock puppets, age level books, sound or alphabet cards, and then having students write personal stories, which just takes some paper and some art supplies. For the science implementation, I have three things in our starter kit a magnifying glass, a water sand table and journal and writing utensils. Being able to document what they're observing and seeing in their world. Overall, we wanna make sure that we're engaging inquiry-based learning, which means we're asking, investigating, creating, discussing, reflecting, asking, investigating, creating, discussing, reflecting. Inquiry-based instruction is a student-centered approach where the instructor or the teacher guides the children through questions posed, methods designed, and data interpreted by the children. Through this inquiry approach, students actively discover information to the support their investigations now and in the future. So for our essential items in the classroom, there are just 12 things that can run any classroom. Four in math, 
five in literacy, and three in science. However, many of them cross over. Dominoes, deck of cards, dice, unifix cubes. Pointer finger sock puppets, books, sounder alphabet cards, personal stories. Magnifying glass, water sand table, journal and writing utensils. And so in the description of this podcast, you will see a link to a table that shows how you can use dominoes in both math and science. You could use a deck of cards in math, literacy, science, and writing. You could use age-level books in math, literacy, science, and writing, along with personal stories and journals. The pointer finger could be used in math, literacy, and writing. Sock puppets, same. And so I will encourage you to look at the link in this podcast. And so hopefully through this short podcast today, you're able to name essential items for a beginning classroom, gain knowledge or have gained knowledge on how to use this small toolkit of 12 items to reach many of the instructional areas that are needed in a early childhood classroom, and that you're able to report an understanding of how to use and gather these items for your toolkit. And through this, I just want us to remember that these 12 items can get you very, very far. And so remember, KISS, keep it simple, superhero. Because you as teachers in early childhood are superheroes. And if you haven't felt it before, you most likely, most definitely will feel it now through the craziness of physical distancing and sheltering in place. You are a superhero. With these 12 things, you can take your students very far. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starnet Regions 1 and 3 podcast.